Shall we just pray? Lord, may you open our ears to hear your word through the words that I speak this morning. And may we know your calling on our lives. So may we hear something new of you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, I've titled Talk, Expect the Unexpected. So here goes, I'm going to give you a joke. Okay, so there's three men at the pearly gates on Christmas Eve, and St. Peter says, well, as it's Christmas, you can only get into heaven if you each possess, possess something that symbolizes Christmas. So the first man fumbled in his pockets, and he pulled out a lighter. St. Peter, what's that for? He said, well, this, is, this represents the light, the light of the world. Jesus was the light of the world. Peter said, okay, you're in, that's fine. So he said to the second man, what have you got? So he fumbled in his pockets and he pulled out some keys. What are these for? Well, they symbolise the bells. We ring the bells at Christmas time to call everybody in to worship. Okay, so he said to the third man, well, you're in. So the second man, you're in. The third man, he said, what have you got? So the third man reached into his pockets and he pulls out some glasses. And St. Peter said, what on the earth do they represent? And he said, well, they're carols. <laughs> it's all about the apostrophe. <laughs> but as you can tell, I am not called to be a stand-up comedian. Never was. My children, I've really probably embarrassed them this morning, but I really don't do it very well. <laughs> Yeah, they're laughing. God is, just does some unlikely and really strange things. Uh, and he did that at that first Christmas with Mary and Joseph. How unlikely that a young man and woman were chosen to be the carriers of the redemption of our world, that saviour, Jesus Christ. And the gospel reading today helps us to see that, the birth through Joseph's eyes. And we can be a little more, more familiar, perhaps, with the telling of uh, Luke's Gospel, which is where Mary shows her response. But the story is essentially the same. It's about anyone, anyone being called, and it's all about obedience. These are our three things to listen to today. Obedience, trust, and faithfulness. And the connection between the two Gospels is one from the angel Gabriel. And he, and he says, don't be afraid. You see, for both Joseph and Mary, their calling was really scary, and God knew that. So we're going to think today about those three things, obedience, trust, and faithfulness. Imagine the fear. Imagine quaking in your boots if a real live angel walked in and stood in front of you and told you that you would be the dad to the most amazing person ever to live on this planet. Being obedient is not easy, and I'm sure Joseph, even seeing the consequences and knowing what the prophet had already said through the Bible, was quaking in his boots. Sometimes we can see that Christmas story as a really cute picture postcard with young children dressing up, just a bit like the nativity yesterday, or we, we find it difficult to see anything beyond what that picture is. But the Holy Family had their own problems to face and overcome, just as you and I do today. Firstly, Mary and Joseph, they were so young, miles younger than it, we are when we get married and betrothed. 
They were probably only teenagers. And the punishment for being pregnant in that society, as it still is in some places today, was death by stoning. And yet there was this woman willing to say, I am the Lord's servant. I am willing to do whatever you say. That is a woman of faith, a woman who was ready to be obedient. Mary and Joseph weren't passive in their faith. They show courage. This is not fearlessness. This is courage in the face of fear. And it's the greatest and most decisive act of faith in our history. God honoured Mary's obedience and an angel did speak to Joseph to reassure him that the child was going to be born of the Holy Spirit and he would be the son of the Most High, the Messiah, the Saviour of the world. What obedience to follow God's will and take Mary on. And all that God needed was that decisive yes. Advent's the perfect opportunity for us as we prepare for Christmas to think prayerfully about the times when we've been called by God both the times when we've responded obediently and the times when we've let God and his call sail right on past, probably because we've been too afraid of where it might take us, because right here where we are now feels quite safe, because maybe we've been a little bit too busy. I'm sure you can think of many other because, because, because in your own life. So what's your calling Have you had those moments in your life where God's stirring you? Perhaps you've known you should pick up the phone to someone and have decided not to. Or you see someone on the other side of the street, but you walk really quickly as you don't have much time to stop and talk. Or there's that sense that you should be doing something in the church or in your community, but you you brush it off. There's so much going on in your life. Maybe this was God reaching out to his people through you. God really interrupts our life with very inconvenient stuff. Ordination isn't easy. It's quite inconvenient. I've got to study for two years and do a lot of work. And there are lots of things that you could probably put your finger on in your life that might be inconvenient, that you'd rather be doing something else. Can you imagine if Joseph had ignored his calling or Mary had simply said, no, We're all called, not necessarily into ordination or not as the father and mother of the Son of God. But the thoughts that flit in and out of your head, those gentle nudges or those feelings or that something inside you that feels a bit uncomfortable, you can't quite put your finger on it, but it's like a heavy burden that sits in your heart. It can almost hurt. Those are the real things. They're alive in you and they may be God-placed. Don't ignore them. The whole of life is much less determined by the things we experience than by how we choose to respond to such experiences. So how will you respond next time God's call comes, next time he whispers to your heart? Will you be obedient? So the second thing is trust. Mary and Joseph would have known the scriptures. They would have read about the promised Messiah, born to a virgin through the prophet Isaiah. But could they possibly have imagined that this was their call? that they were part of the story. Well, thankfully they did. However daunted by their future, they trusted that the God of Israel, who had been faithful to all of the people in the past, would be faithful to them as well. They trusted his plan, and they trusted his call. Don't give up your trust in God. God hears our prayer, and he will answer them in his time. Trust in him. 
When things look a bit hopeless, this is the time when the God of hope steps in and does the unexpected. So the last thing is faithfulness. Not only does he require our faithfulness to him, but he is faithful to us. We heard in the reading, Jesus is Emmanuel, which means God with us. He doesn't leave us. He was there at the beginning of time and he promises that he's going to be there right to the end of the age. And that means in the twists and the turns of life, in the complications, in the muddle, in the mess, in the chaos. And he's there right with us. And it doesn't mean that our future's going to be sorted and cosy and wonderful. It just means he's there journeying, journeying alongside us every step of the way. There is no higher calling or a more liberating job than to see every day as an opportunity to serve Jesus Christ. And the great thing is, God is gentle. He knows each one of you. He's your faithful father. But like all good dads, he expects you to be responsive to him in return. Not to ignore him, but to trust him. The most fruitful times in our life are when we hand over the reins to him and let him take control. And that isn't necessarily the easiest thing to do, as we know from that first Christmas story. So as we think about Mary and Joseph and their travel into the unknown, it's also a time for us to think, well, how can we take a risk and step outside of our familiar and maybe go to where God is calling us? And who knows, we might even end up glimpsing the kingdom of heaven ourselves. I want to finish with a really powerful prayer I found by St. Francis. I keep saying saint. He's not a saint. He's a sir. Sir Francis Drake. And as I pray these words, invite God to speak to you and ask for the gifts of obedience and trust and faithfulness so that you might respond. Let's pray. Disturb us, Lord, when we are too well pleased with ourselves, when our dreams have come true because we have dreamed too little, when we arrive safely because we sail too close to the shore. Disturb us, Lord, when with the abundance of things we possess, we have lost our thirst for the waters of life, having fallen in love with life. We have ceased to dream of eternity, and in our efforts to build a new earth, we have allowed our vision of the new heaven to dim. Disturb us, Lord, to dare more boldly, to venture on wider seas, where storms will show your mastery, where losing sight of land, we shall find the stars. We ask you to push back the horizons of our hopes and to push us into the future in strength, courage, hope and love. This we ask in the name of our captain, who is Jesus Christ. Amen.